it's just about how you would interact with a person right like face to face a lot of people uh, just because it's digital and they can they think that they can get away with anything this is raksha rao she is a travel and adventure blogger at the roving heart as an influencer she advocates good practice and honesty she is also a software developer in this episode we talk about travel blogging personal brand and social media our conversation revolves around getting started with personal branding ethically and rethinking how social media functions here is my conversation with raksha rao modern blogging is a little over two decades old from being a tool to archive everyday life it has evolved into several forms some educational others bring news adventure and pure joy to people although traditional blogging is considered to be dead it is alive in other forms like social media so raksha i'm curious how did you get started with blogging <laughs> it's a long story uh, so the short version is that uh, i actually went on a himalayan trek uh, to kwari pass in uttarakhand and uh, it kind of made me realize how satisfying travel can be and how meaningful it can be and after that i thought i should do something in the field of uh, travel and i found travel blogging and i started my travel blog a year or so later in 2016 so yeah before starting i had no idea what a blog what blogging entails i thought it's just about writing but then i realized there's so much more like you know photography and uh, seo and social media marketing and like so many different aspects it's like jack of all trades so yeah it it has been quite a learning journey so far that's nice so your motivation is the beautiful landscapes of himalayas and uh, yeah i mean it kind of uh, made me realize travel it's not you know it's a lot more it can make you feel uh, things right so it is kind of very meaningful and soul satisfying so yeah <laughs> so it's like a therapy for it, it almost totally. it's like a soul healing yes oh yeah totally yeah uh, and how were your early days uh, you mentioned it was quite a learning experience can you talk about uh, some early stages of blogging yeah sure it was quite overwhelming <laughs> like i had uh, no idea about wordpress till then so and just making everything uh, you know uh, making a website and just keeping everything in place adding more content and the whole design everything right it's just so much so much of a learning experience and i remember being so overwhelmed and i was wondering what others are doing like how did they even get started with this because uh, even like even when i had like some tech experience i found it overwhelming because there's so many things to do and then i found out it's not just about writing there you have to have good pictures right but but because otherwise people won't come to your website and you need to have uh, like good copy uh, like title and uh, the description so that it motivates people to come in if they see you on the search page so you need to have good seo as well and uh, you know social media is also important marketing so yeah it was quite a learning experience for me and it's something that i learned along the way uh so yeah it, it was uh, overwhelming for sure initially <laughs> can you uh, talk about what seo is uh... yeah uh, so seo is uh, search engine optimization and uh, that's something 
uh, you need to keep in mind when you want to rank in google or any any other search engine so you know the best practices in order to rank in google so the google algorithm also keeps changing so you need to keep that in mind as well and keep yourself updated and have more relevant uh, content or you know uh, writing in your website so apart from the technical uh, uh, you know skill of setting up a website you also need to know how you can be how you distribute yourself on uh, google for example yes totally because uh, for a lot of people that is their primary uh, source of uh, clicks like uh, page views so you know uh, either the you know the user can come from social media websites or they can come from uh, one of these uh, like seo right so it they can come from google so <laughs> you need to keep that in mind if you want to rank you need to rank well in google in order for for you to get more page views for your website for example what does travel blogging mean to you is it about uh, storytelling is there an educational aspect or is it just archiving your adventures uh, you talked about uh, being it therapeutic is there something else uh, i think it's a mix of both one is uh, i do talk about my own experiences when i'm traveling and i also talk about uh, how somebody else can do it uh, you know uh, somebody else can do it on a budget or how to travel like a, a specific itinerary for a place so i think it's a mix of both for me yeah kind of enabling other people i think uh, what i would say is uh, inspiring and enabling other people to travel as well yes yeah, so basically once you travel or once you've been to a specific place you can learn about some of the pros and cons or uh, some with respect to budget like you mentioned and then uh, spread that knowledge yes that's right yeah so the power of technology and social media you know allows us to question and challenge traditional formats of communication uh, mm-hmm. for example we see this in education where visual communication is assisting learning in many ways and especially mm-hmm. during this pandemic i think visual communication for education has picked up a lot uh, mm-hmm. do you see travel blogging in a similar way do you think new technologies like virtual reality has value to add is there room for some innovation oh yeah totally uh, so i have heard about uh, companies as well uh, like who are doing uh, you know kind of mixing travel with virtual reality in the sense that uh, you know you can suppose you go to a place you get to know everything about the history the culture and uh, you know the important aspects of that place through uh, through a virtual reality device so i think yeah it, there is a lot of potential there and uh, i think now because of the pandemic there are a lot of these uh, virtual events that is picking up like uh, my friend uh, saurav he does a cultural immersion so cultural immersion to a place like you know he would invite uh, people from that particular country for example if it's uh, sweden then he would invite people from sweden to talk about uh, their culture there and uh, maybe a specific dance form and uh, music so you know it kind of giving you that cultural experience all online uh, 
so that at this point of time <laughs> anyway we can't travel so you know that's another form of uh, kind of exploring the culture so yeah actually haven't come across uh, something like that it's like a yeah. it's like a small uh, a documentary of sorts which yeah yeah it kind of gives a whole perspective about like different things about a culture like food and uh, you know the culture in itself and uh, the music art and uh, you know the clothes so and just the travel for that example or somebody as a local what their perspective about that place is so i think it's pretty cool and i think they've done like 50 plus events now yeah uh, the pandemic has revealed many aspects of our society and governance uh, both good and ugly of them i want to discuss uh, unemployment and travel restrictions um, uh, along with personal branding so i'm curious uh, how did you adapt to the pandemic uh, did you have travel plans did how did you manage work yeah i mean it is quite difficult and uh, travel industry has been the biggest hit uh, because of the pandemic and uh, yeah a lot of uh, places like the travel companies and uh, even the local businesses like the local uh, places right which completely depended on the Uh, travel community they they are out of business now and uh, you know it's just how it is and uh, yeah it is kind of uh, it was kind of difficult initially because uh, there is a lot of variables and uh, i did not have any plans as such but i was thinking maybe i was i will travel sometime mid mid year mid of this year but then the whole lockdown happened and uh, i did not make any plans because i was not sure when it's going to end and how it's going to go so yeah it is uh, quite tricky challenging at this point of time and uh, uh, the even the travel blog it saw a lot of uh, down uh, in terms of views because uh, not a lot of people are traveling or planning so there was significant uh, decrease in the number of views as well so yeah i think it's uh, so i have been trying to focus on other aspects like video so i have been doing more of that this year so yeah it is uh, you just have to adapt i mean one way or the other and i think a lot of even uh, pinterest is also picking up in terms of uh, getting more page views for your website so i have heard a lot of bloggers using pinterest more regularly now people are trying to at least search and uh, you know maybe bookmark and more of local travel is also picking up yes yeah lot of uh, adaptations and changes but i also think there are new things uh, coming out of this pandemic uh, you talked about oh, yeah. the virtual culture event uh, i think that is an example of one yes yes totally and i think a lot of these uh, virtual things are also picking up like uh, the you know something that you can just be in one place and see what is happening right around like the virt- device or virtual de- uh, virtual reality device something like that so yeah i think a lot of these are picking up and a lot of uh, local places are also getting more traction now people who wouldn't have probably traveled uh, on a staycation right so they are Uh, doing more staycations now so yeah yeah um let's talk a little bit about unemployment and how personal branding comes into this picture uh so mm-hmm. due to covid uh, 
the unemployment rate in india has skyrocketed but uh, mm-hmm. in the past several months it's come back to pre covid levels mm-hmm. but uh, the unemployment crisis especially with youth is still present uh, so creating a personal brand has become a popular option uh, maybe yes. for passive income or to have an edge in the job market but mm-hmm. it is something quite unique uh, is what i feel uh can you talk about personal branding and how it may help people in ways they might not know yeah sure so something similar happened to me as well like when i started i started as a travel blog and a personal brand just came in as a a supplement for it because you know you need to have social media channels and all that and uh, so it kind of it was uh, surprising for me as well because uh, uh, when i was applying for expedia i had a travel blog already and uh, i just you know i we finished all the interviews and they i they had shortlisted me and another person for the like the one of them they would choose basically and uh, they chose me because i seemed more relevant to them i had a travel blog so and it is a travel domain expedia so it was more relevant for them and uh, it just somehow worked out because they thought it's it works out better right like because i have a personal brand it just stood out uh, and uh, that's one of the reasons they actually Uh, finalized me for that role so you never know how it's going to help you out and uh, how it's going to make an impact in your life but in some ways or the other it might so it kind of gives you an edge over the other person for sure like some other candidate who is applying so i think uh, it definitely has its advantages yeah uh, is it for everyone is personal branding and putting yourself on online platform is it for like how 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 does someone decide if they want to do it it's uh, it's i think it's a very personal question and uh, it depends on how much of yourself you want to put it out there right so it uh, it depends upon also the topic that you want to talk about so if it is lifestyle or something like that then you will put out more of yourself because you will be sharing your personal journey personal life but also uh other stuff like maybe personal finance or uh, you know something else so in that case you will be only showing probably that aspect of your life right so it it is a very tricky thing and a lot of people find it uh, they connect with you more when you share personal stuff so yeah i think it just depends upon what you want to share and how do you want to go about it but uh yeah it a lot of people do consider it as a business it's in itself and uh, you know that's how they would approach it and go ahead with that having said that it's again it's a personal choice uh, you know if you want to go ahead with a personal brand or not uh do you have suggestions for those who are interested in creating a personal brand or becoming an influencer online uh, but want to grow ethically without following falling into marketing traps or misleading their mm-hmm. audience or simply avoiding becoming a bad influencer what 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 tips do you have some suggestions for someone like yeah sure uh, like uh, something who someone who would start now uh, probably need to have a good niche uh, which is not maybe not that popular Pick, picking a niche which is uh, not so 
worn out right like is important as well so and uh, again you need to have uh, probably a unique approach to things like i think the basic question to ask here is that why would somebody you know follow you or follow your journey over the other person right so what is something that's unique about you so i think uh, understanding from that looking from that perspective really helps in understanding what uh, the user is looking for what somebody else is looking for and uh, maybe answering those questions seeing if there is uh, some pain points that you can address seeing uh, and i think when you're creating content there are a few things to keep in mind is that either create educational content or inspirational content and like i said something somewhere you're addressing some pain points of other people right like suppose suppose uh, you are a writer then writer's block is very common so maybe address that pain pain point so something in that you know sense and ethically you you will see a lot of people doing a lot of things just to get ahead and i think because influencer is such a field that anybody can get into right so there is like so many like overflowing influencers at the moment and a lot of people just uh, buy followers and uh, you know just to get ahead of the game and buying more followers means they would get more payment i mean that's how uh, even the prs were looking at it before that they would just reach out to people with x amount of followers right like maybe uh, 100k followers and a lot of people would buy these followers so there was no literally no filtering there and uh, from a brand perspective they just care about they don't really look at they don't do the research Uh, kind of what kind of influences they are are they going to add value to us or uh, if it is even uh, you know if it is even if it even makes sense to work with them and if they do have a genuine audience or not so it is kind of changing now and a lot of uh, brands are becoming more and more aware of these things and they are also taking measures to ensure that whoever they are working with will give them good roi in return so yeah uh, some things to keep in mind is that uh, always to create value so that somebody who is following you or is interested in what you have to say right so you are creating value out there rather than uh, just doing just doing everything else like <laughs> all the bad practices like uh, you know fake followers or uh, having uh loop giveaways and you know stuff like that bots bots is again another popular thing that they do so yeah i hope i answered your question yeah uh, so the companies itself will look for this uh, is what you said if you are not a good partner and if you're not uh, if you don't have a genuine audience like you mentioned then they might not it work is, with you yeah 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 it is getting better i feel but i think there's still a lot uh, brands can do from their side like at least do their own research and due diligence to see if uh, they are going to add value to you or not but uh, also when you see from the brand's perspective right so what happens is suppose they have like uh, 10 lakhs marketing budget and uh, they would pay maybe 10000 for 100 people so from their perspective if you see uh, it's just that they are taking some 100 people from a list and they may not even do enough research to see if they are going to uh, add value to their brand 
and for 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 a influencer 10000 maybe a lot but for a brand it it's just just another person one of the 100 people so they also have to be more aware that if they want to get some return for their money they will also have to make sure that uh, whoever they are working with is genuine has a genuine audience has a genuine engagement so brands are looking more at engagement these days as well rather than the number of followers and it also happens that if suppose you are an automobile niche and if you are working with somebody from a travel niche you might not get the right audience you may not be tapping into the right audience as well so i mean these basic things are also important uh, to get good roi from a brand perspective as well and i think a lot of influencers just a lot of them do work with random brands whatever they which they may not use themselves as also right so it is also important to keep in mind that you work with uh, uh, some in, uh, like brands which you think is genuine or which you kind of you know uh, understand in that sense and not just work with random brands just for you know like reach or money or whatever so that also bring brings more genuine genuineness like uh, you know if suppose somebody is following you they will also understand that okay you it is genuine right because you you would otherwise also work with that brand or you would otherwise also use their product so then it makes sense yeah that also avoids misleading the audience exactly the- Yes, and this also helps build a, a good uh, network with the brands. I'm assuming. Correct. Yes. Uh, so, uh, do you have any uh, tips for someone who's starting off with very low number of followers, views, whatever you want to say, mm. but uh, somebody who wants to do it ethically without buying followers? Uh, for somebody who's starting, or is it some process that is required? yeah i mean it is a very uh, the tricky thing because it is very hard to grow on uh, social media now because it is saturated there are there are so many people right and so much content uh, so it is quite difficult for sure i'm not going to deny that and the few things to keep in mind is that uh, you know you need to create shareable content something that people would want to share with their audience right so, so that's how it's one of the key things for you if you want to grow because you will reach you will tap into other people's audiences so they might end up following you they might end up seeing your content so it kind of you know adds up eventually so one thing if i want to suggest it would be that uh, create shareable content shifting perspectives uh, how can the audience or the followers promote or encourage quality content so content creators can focus on their you know content and work rather than wasting resources on increasing subscribers for example uh, you mentioned uh, one uh, about making shareable content are there other ways the audience can help uh, creators um yeah uh, i mean sure like uh, suppose if you like a piece of content then interact with it right because the algorithms are such that like instagram youtube they are such that the more number of engagement that you do with the content the more people it will reach uh, right so 
uh, it also depends upon uh, suppose if you are not interacting if there's no interaction with a piece of content then it would probably reach only a percentage of your audience if it if it actually is in, a lot of people interact with that content then it might reach your audience it might reach others audience as well so you know they they might show it on the home page they might show it on the recommendations so it really matters uh, if you are interacting with a piece of content it could be through comment or share or you know saving that content or something like that so that is definitely really helpful and i think uh, any uh, content creator would really uh, you know appreciate it and uh, yeah is, like i said like sharing is also important if you really like a piece of content then share it share it with your audience share it with your friends or family so yeah i think that's uh, that really helps yeah and it's again it's a tricky thing because uh, because it is getting more and more hard to grow on social media channels now because because of the saturation over saturation of content right so you need to stand out you need to figure out what works for you and you need to have i think a good strategy to you know grow your audience now how is the roving heart uh, audience uh, how do you interact with them uh mostly through social media uh, through instagram instagram is my like main uh, this thing a uh, social media channel where i interact and uh, yeah i have been doing working on my youtube content as well now so yeah it's going on so let's talk a bit about uh, social media uh, one of mm-hmm. the interesting changes that happened in the past uh, i'm not sure how long this was but uh, instagram removed the like counter uh, mm-hmm. i'm not sure how many people it helped and uh, how many people it did not uh, but how did it affect uh, you and the roving heart well uh, i don't care so much about likes so i mean uh, it's again the you know if you actually keep going behind the numbers right it it becomes very depressing at times because uh, you know you are judging every content that you are putting out there by the likes it gets or the comments it gets but there might be some content you really like you have really put in an effort and it might not do well and because it's such a game right or like it's an instant thing like you put on something and you know if the audience likes it or not right so it is like so instantly you get that feedback that validation if it's uh, if it's going well with the audience or not so it is one of the factors for sure like to see if you're growing or if it uh, to see how you but again it's just one of the factors and it doesn't really mean much is what i feel i mean there are times when i am like okay this is not doing well this post is not doing well i put in so much effort and all that but ultimately it just uh, you know comes down to pushing yourself doing better doing better content and uh, moving towards excellence yeah uh, yeah in in with respect to that there are uh, several browser extensions that uh carefully hide counters of you know, number of likes or followers on social mm-hmm. media websites uh, i think it's mm-hmm. worth uh, trying them out uh, i i have come across some of them it does change mm-hmm. how i judge the content or 
which content i click on for example so mm, yeah what you yeah. mentioned does relate uh, makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'll surely check it out uh so with respect to that do you think platform should rethink the rating and counter systems do you think there is room for improvement uh, like how instagram remote the like counter yeah uh, i think that definitely uh, because i feel especially as a new content creator right so it is very difficult for somebody who's starting new to grow and uh, they have the and somebody who already has a good following or audience they anyway are going to reach to that particular audience right so it is quite tricky and it is uh, getting increasingly difficult for i think new content creators to grow and build their brand so i think they have to do something about it or uh, you know figure out a way and uh, and another thing about this whole social media is that you will have to create it's not just about creating content it's also about being consistent with it so they the algorithm favors somebody who puts up more content right so it it's how it is and it becomes so such a competition like competition of uh, putting content out there and i think a lot of people when they started they really liked uh, putting things out there like creating content but it has more mostly become like you know like a very uh, what do you say like a very uh, robotic yeah robotic thing competition yeah so yeah it kind of it has also ch- changed focus and also like algorithms also keep changing so you need to keep that in mind you need to be aware of what's happening what uh, how it's going what works what doesn't so i think there's so much to learn even from like single post to put put out there to see uh, what to do next it's easy to point mistakes on social media for several reasons and this mm-hmm. may hinder people from starting a personal brand or even being active on social media mm-hmm. uh, but like most things in life you know it's a learning process and people make mistakes uh, but they also yeah. learn from them uh, how 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 would you handle such a situation uh, how do you think your audience can help when suppose there is a mistake in your content uh you mean to say like hateful comments and uh, stuff like that uh no maybe you mentioned some fact or some date or some some mistake that you made a uh, mm-hmm. te- technical mistake for example uh and how, how do you think your audience can help instead of yeah like you mentioned some people will just write hate comments uh mm-hmm. but but they should be aware that you know people do make mistakes so yes uh, yes in that situation how how do you yeah i think uh, you know it's just about how you would interact with a person right like face to face a lot of people uh, just because it's digital and they can they think that they can get away with anything they write such like hateful comments and hurtful comments without realizing that there's somebody who's reading it right who who it might be affecting like mentally uh, you know and mental health also matters a lot because of all that is going on right now so i think it's also important to understand construct what constructive crit- criticism is like you know you don't uh, stuff like simple things like you know if you see a piece of content you can say that okay this is what is wrong with this uh, you know you might have to 
change it or say uh, like be something of a fact you can state a fact or and at the same time be courteous like how you would be for a friend right so understand i think understanding empathy uh, is very important yeah at the end of the day it is not an account it is a person on the other end yeah i think that exactly. makes total sense yeah uh coming back to a bit of technology uh i mean there's no doubt that bangalore is a technology giant uh we have mm-hmm. extremely talented pe- talented people in software uh mm-hmm. do you think there is a market for a new social media platform that is focused towards indian audience uh or in another way are you limited by popular platforms like instagram facebook youtube with respect to indian audience uh not really so yeah that's a good point and i think it also depends upon what you're focusing on right so there probably there are content like suppose if you are doing uh, content for in hindi for example you are like doing videos in hindi then probably it's only for hindi speaking audiences right so yeah i think it uh, depends on what kind of uh, domain you are in and who who your target audience is so it would depend on that is what i feel uh so one more thing i would like to add is that there is a proliferation of social media <laughs> like websites right now right so it is kind of difficult to be on different platforms like as a content creator i would choose maybe two or three where i am active and where i can manage so it is kind of difficult to be on a lot of platforms so until if it's going to add some value uh, to me or you know audience is there is the certain kind of audience that i would want to target probably i wouldn't go into that uh, you know uh, that website so if that makes sense so so if somebody is working on a indian social media for example then there should be some like there are already platforms which uh, has audience from the indian community so unless mm-hmm. a new platform brings out something new uh, like you mentioned with language it wouldn't really help yeah i mean it has to add value to Uh, in some way to both the content creator and the audience so then probably it makes sense otherwise uh, why would you switch from one social media channel to the other right so yeah it's basically that like it's lot of uh, content creators they are managing different platforms so asking them to switch between one to other is the question is why why would you want to do that one is how is it going to add value to them and uh, if they have the target audience if they go if they probably helps if you know it's going to be easier to reach the target audience in that platform rather than the one they are already in so yeah some some things to keep in mind uh there's a question from the community uh okay. do, you, do you ever get tired of blogging do you plan to stop at some point uh i don't know <laughs> like uh this year i kind of uh, thought of taking a back seat from blogging because uh, all of all the covid uh, things that was happening and all that and i started focusing more on videos and uh, you know uh, i've been doing that 
for this year uh, since I think March or so. But yeah, I don't know. I might uh, get back to it. I recently am doing a collaboration with Kerala Tourism Board. It is for a blog post. So I will be posting that soon. So and I think I'll get back to it. And writing is something that I started uh, like four years ago. And it's I like writing. So <laughs> if suppose I feel like I can express it better in that medium, I will definitely, you know, get there. And it's just about uh, having more reach, right? So you can have more reach through your website, through your social media and uh, through videos. So yeah, uh, it would be, it would reach more people. So in that sense, yeah, I, I would probably get back. I don't know when though. <laughs> On a lighter note, can you talk about some of your best uh, traveling experiences? Yeah, uh, sure. So last year I went on a three month Euro trip. So that was one of uh, the amazing experience that I've had when I'm traveling. So that was because uh, I was uh, doing couch surfing. I was hitchhiking. I was uh, volunteering. I volunteered for about a month in different places. I lived uh, in an island in Portugal, like a very remote island. And uh, I lived there for about two weeks and met so many people, <laughs> so many different kinds of people. So it was quite interesting. And uh, it, I felt like I was growing as a person when I was traveling in this uh, trip. And uh, I have had some interesting uh, scuba diving experiences as well. So I am a advanced open water scuba diver, which means I can go up to 30 meters in depth. And uh, I have actually been to Maldives where I went scuba diving there. And it was uh, when I first saw Manta Rays and it was quite amazing. They are amazing creatures. And I was like, <laughs> like spellbound. And I've had some interesting uh, experiences in Sri Lanka as well. I've done scuba diving there. And uh, I saw this whale shark and they are like very mysterious creatures. It's not hard. It's very hard to find them. Like even when you're going on a, uh, like a snorkeling it's mostly you find them on snorkeling so even when you're going on snorkeling you're not sure that you'll find them because they're very uh, they may not be in that area that you're going to right site so but I found them between dives in Sri Lanka and it was so crazy <laughs> and uh, it was such a, a precious moment for me so yeah I have had uh, plenty of these experiences I think that makes it even more making me travel even more. So it kind of uh, pushes me in that sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, is, you mentioned about the uh, advanced, uh, sorry, it was. Yeah. Advanced open water uh, certification party. So th that involves some fitness test and uh, something uh, that you have to qualify. Uh, in the sense, you know, there are two uh, tests that you need to, uh, do in order to get to advanced one is the uh, first is the open water and the other one is the advanced open water so uh, basically it involves uh, swimming you need to know swimming in order to do that and uh, they actually teach you the course goes through the things that you need to know before diving you know the open water is a uh, the first course that you come uh, when you when you are doing a course so it uh, goes through all the best practices how to put on a mask and uh, some simple things that you need to do in order to qualify for that test and uh, the same holds for uh, 
advanced open water as well so yeah uh, where are you planning to travel next no idea <laughs> <laughs> I was actually planning uh, to travel to Central Asia, the Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, uh, that region. Uh, that that was I was thinking of doing it uh, this year, like mid this year. But I don't know when that's going to happen and how the situation is going to be. So most of it will be local travel uh, in the coming months. So depending on how the situation is, of course. So yeah, nothing nothing planned as of now. uh what are you currently working on uh, with your blog uh, other projects can you talk about uh, uh, projects you working sure on? yeah uh, sure so one thing uh, i was working on was uh, uh, making the videos for my uh, three month euro trip so i had recorded documented the entire journey so i uh, i was uh, uploading it uploading the videos on youtube so i have done that i think a four or five episodes so far and then the whole the uh, hard disk crashed so it's kind of taking a back seat i'm trying to recover the data so so i'm currently doing uh, some travel content some uh, lifestyle on my youtube channel and uh, yeah just creating more like short form content now because that is trending so i'm creating more of that on my social media channels uh, instagram and youtube so and uh, i'm also working as a freelancer so uh, this i'm working as a freelancer at an seo company so i'm uh, doing that as well so that's pretty much how it's going this this can you name some books that you value what kind of books uh any books that uh, that 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 brought value to your life or something that you would suggest people read okay <laughs> so i think one of the first books that i've read was uh, godfather when i was in i think college so and it was quite uh, interesting it kind of opened up my mind to a lot of things about the mafia and all that and uh, and another book was uh, iron rand so uh, i really liked uh, you know iron rand as an author and it was quite interesting to see from that perspective and i think uh, books provide those different perspectives right so it kind of gives ideas of what others are thinking and uh, i really like reading books in that sense because uh, it kind of gives you a perspective of somebody else's mind so yeah and uh, i think uh, blind assassin i read that i think um, i don't remember the author's name and it was a brilliant read it was a very well written book and i think it also got a booker prize so yeah and i currently i'm mostly reading audio books now and uh, i i think i prefer that like for some reason i'm not able to concentrate when i'm uh, reading so i prefer reading audio book listening to audio books maybe a bit uh, philosophical but uh, what values in life are important to you okay <laughs> wow that's a deep question i need <laughs> to think now <laughs> uh i think a uh, few things like honesty and uh, freedom and uh, um, i think being truthful 
yeah i think uh, and authentic being authentic yeah so that's that's all i can think right now <laughs> you talk about this in one of your youtube videos which i found really interesting uh, which i hadn't come across with other creators who talked about what actually happens so yeah that was uh, really interesting which one are you talking about uh, i think it was uh six dirty tactics oh by used by instagram influencers yes, yeah yes. yeah yeah uh, people don't really talk about that but it goes behind the scenes and if you are in that field of like content creation you know what's happening like everyone knows what's happening but no one really talks about it so i was like i have to put this out there because other people have to know what's going on so yeah <laughs> uh so where can people find out more about you and your work so uh you can find me on my website the rovingheart.com uh, i write about travel adventures and experiential travel so you can find uh, maybe some content or you know posts that might be relevant to you to plan your future travels and uh, you can find me on instagram uh, instagram is uh, where i'm like active so if you have any questions for me you can reach out to me there and uh, i'm doing videos on youtube as well so you can reach out to me there at the rowing heart the rowing heart which is with a v not the w perfect uh, thank you for promoting good practice and being honest about the possible path towards personal branding uh, i'm mm-hmm. i'm finding all of this really helpful and valuable also thank you for creating uh, awareness about bad practices uh, mm-hmm. i hope more people follow the same mm-hmm. uh, with that uh, this has been a really interesting and valuable conversation uh, thank you for taking time to speak with me yeah thank you nathan thank you for inviting me it was a uh, quite an interesting conversation for me as well so thank you thank you